Amen. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you excited to be in the house? Are you excited for the Bible study today? Hallelujah. Yeah. How has been your day? Good. Okay. I want you all to just move forward a little. Amen. Let's just move forward. If you know there's nobody in your front, I want you to jump to that seat. Yeah, you can do double promotion. Pam, pam. Jump forward. Hallelujah. Yeah, just jump forward. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Today is a beautiful day. This is a day our God has created. And we choose to rejoice. We choose it to rejoice and be glad in this day. I want you to just smile to somebody. And say, has been your day? Yeah, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today is going to be a wonderful day. How many of you believe that? Hallelujah. Good. And I welcome you online if you're joining us. Yeah, yeah. If you're joining us online, this is Agape House of Worship, Roselle. And today is Bible study. I want you to participate. Don't just watch. I want you to, you know, when any question is being asked, just type your answer. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Let's just pray. Sweet Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this privilege to hear you. Lord, we commit our heart to you. We ask, Lord, that you open our eyes of understanding to understand who a disciple is and how we ought to live our lives. In the name of Jesus, Father, if there's any need for any change, help us to change. Help us to change to please your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You're all welcome in Jesus' name. I told you earlier on, today is a great day. So we're going to start. Um, today's Bible study says church members, membership versus discipleship. That's what we're going to be looking at. But you know, um, we've been looking at the series, Rediscovering Discipleship. That's the series we've been looking at. And Pastor, I've done a wonderful job. Hallelujah. By the way, Pastor, how are you? I hope you are um, doing the work of God in Lebanon and having fun. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, we're going to go to part three, church membership versus discipleship. We're going to look at the difference. What is the difference? But before I start, I want to ask a question from the last studies we've had. Um, who is a disciple? Let's start from that. Let's remind ourselves. Pastor has taught us, you know, for the past two weeks, two weeks, um, who a disciple is. From, you know, you don't have to um, look at the outline just from your own understanding of who a disciple is, um, I want you to, you know, just tell us who a disciple is. Anybody in the house? Um, people online, I want you to begin to type. You're welcome in Jesus' name. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Just begin to type. Who is a disciple? I want you to answer that question. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody? Can I have the mic? Thank you. From your own understanding, I just want you to, let's just, you know, 
Hallelujah. Thank you. Just give it to. Yeah. Josh, you're welcome. Who is a disciple? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And it's coming to your doorstep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think a disciple is? Or from the lessons, um, what we've been learning for the past, uh, what we've been learning for the past two weeks? What's your own definition um, of a disciple? I would consider a disciple someone that is um, that learns from Jesus, or is committed to learning from Jesus. Amen. Consider a disciple. That's a good one. Yes, somebody that is committed to learning from Jesus. Yeah, that's a good one. Another one. I want another person. You're welcome. If you're joining us on Facebook, you're welcome in Jesus' name. And um, on the YouTube too, you're welcome. Any other person? Um, from the past two, two series that Pastor taught, what was one major thing that really, you know, got your attention? What? Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Randy. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's a good one. What was the one major thing that got your attention? I want somebody to answer that. You want to answer for me? Okay. What about you, my sister? Okay. Um, any other person? I want you to type it um, if you're, on, you're listening to us on the YouTube or on Facebook. From the teachings for the past two weeks, I want you to type, what was that one major thing that got to you that you felt like, wow, I don't know this before. But so this is what, who a disciple is. This is who a disciple. You want to answer for me? You want to answer us? Yes. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Um, I guess we'll keep it recent. So from last week was yeah. talking about um, the three steps to becoming a disciple was deny yourself, uh, take up your cross daily, and then follow Jesus. Oh, so. thank you so much. That's, that's a wonderful one. Yeah, those are the three clear demands that Jesus made um, for you to be a disciple. He said, deny yourself, deny yourself, take up your cross, and the last one, follow me. And then I, I, when I was watching last week, I knew Pastor actually took his time to explain to us what these three, you know, three demands are, what these three steps are. Amen. Thank you so much for answering that question. Um, I have an answer online. Somebody said, um, a disciple is a follower of Christ. Good, good, good. Okay, so I want you to, in case you don't want to answer me, but just write it in your notes. Who is a disciple? Because we're going to be talking about church membership and discipleship. You need to know who a disciple is. You need to know who a disciple is. So I want us to look at the first scripture. Um, we're going to read it together. Let's open our Bible to the book of Matthew 19. Matthew 19, I want everybody to read. I want us to follow the story. I want you to take, up, um, take out your Bible and let's read. Amen. If you are watching us at home, just take out your Bible and we're going to read Matthew 19. Matthew chapter 19 from verse 16 to 22. I want you to follow the story. I want you to, you know, put yourself in the conversation 
Yeah, hallelujah. Amen. Are we all there? If you're there, say amen. Okay, are we reading? Amen. One to go. We're reading Matthew 19 from verse 16 to 22. It says, just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. I want you to listen. Just pay close attention to this conversation, please. Jesus said, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. The man answered, which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother. And love your neighbor as yourself. All these, look at what the man said. He said All these I have kept. The young man said, what do I still lack? I want you to pay attention to that. He said, because he felt that ah, I have kept all this. So he asked again, what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. How many of us have ever read this, this scripture before? Yeah, you've read it before. Amen. And, and you ask yourself, what is going on here? <laughs> what, what is going on here? So I want to start... Before we go into the scripture, I want to start. Um, I, want to, I want to ask this question before we start. How long have you been a member of this church? If you are on YouTube, I want you to type. How long have you been a member? Um, how long have you been a member? You're not a member? Oh, you're a member of Jesus. So you're part of us. <laughs> you're welcome in Jesus' name. This is Agape House of Worship. And thank you for joining Bible study today. Oh, you're blessed. And what about you? Oh, you're part of us too. Wow. Wow. Today is a great day. We have two. Is this your first time of coming? Your fourth. Oh, so we must, we must be serving good food. Good, good, good. You're blessed in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. So, Adesoye, how long have you been a member? Six years. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Good. My brother in the front. Three years. You want to say it? Brad David, can you use the mic? Um, yeah. Three years. Oh. Yeah. Uh, three years. What's your name, sir? Emmanuel. Brother Emmanuel. Oh, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Three years. Yes. My sister, how long have you been a member? 
I'm not a member. Okay. It's my second time here. This is your second time in Bible study. Oh, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Okay. Agape also of worship members. Can you hear? We have so many people that are just coming to, that are in Bible study and they are not members. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That speaks well of the Bible study. Josh, how long have you been a member? Oh, 10 years. Come on. That's a long time. Okay. Um, somebody wrote five years. Okay. Okay. Let, let the answer keep coming. Okay. Look at this. I want you to go back. Let's go back to this Matthew 19, 16 to 22. There was this young man that, oh, and he went to Jesus and he asked him, he says, teacher, because he knew Jesus. As something. And he said, teacher, what good must I do to get eternal life? I'm sure you will have asked that question at a particular time in your life. And Jesus asked him, why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus, look at, Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. So Jesus was just talking to him like, okay, every other person, okay, this is what you must do for every other person. But he said, which ones? So he knew something about the commandments. So he wanted Jesus to explain further. He was interested in, in knowing more. And look at it, look at it. He inquired, Jesus replied, you shall, you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these, and he replied, all these I have kept. Does this guy sound like a, a good church member to you? Yes. It sounds like, a, oh, I, I come to church 24-7. I'm always in church. I don't, um, I honor my mother and father. I don't murder anybody. I don't commit adultery. I'm so clean. I'm so good. I'm so perfect. And he realized that the master is still saying something because he wanted to know. He realized that, oh, he's like, this is not enough. Yes, I come every day to church, but that is not enough. I, I, I obey, I honor my parents, I do this, but that is not enough. So it's like, okay, what are you trying to say, Jesus? I, I want to know more. <laughs> what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, hallelujah, that is, if you, you really want to know what you are looking for, if you really want to know what you are lacking, okay, this is it. I'm going to tell you. And he says, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Go, sell your possessions. Look at it. Jesus said, go sell everything you have. He says, and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. He said, then follow me. 
Look at the reaction of this young man. When the young man had days, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Because he had great wealth. I want to ask this question. What is Jesus talking about when he told the man to go sell all his possessions? What do you think Jesus was talking about there? Anybody? What do you think Jesus was talking about? Okay, there's one of our brothers that wrote um, 16 years. Wow. Joshua, lots of us. <laughs> Joshua, I get you. Yes, yes, yes. While you're thinking about that question, um, I just want to read um, a little of this. Somebody wrote, a disciple is someone who learns from Jesus to live like him. Someone who, because of God's awakening grace, conforms his or her words and ways to the words and ways of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's, that's so powerful. That is good. That is who a disciple is. So here, let's go back to our story. If you want to be perfect, go sell all your possessions. Hallelujah. What do you think Jesus was saying there? Yeah, Brad David, please. You can give it. Give it to somebody. Yeah. People at home, you can answer that question. What do you think Jesus was saying from that scripture? When you look at it, this man said, oh, I have done everything. Everything that is in the commandment, I have followed it. I have followed everything. Just like a good church member, like I come to church, I do this, I have done everything. But the master said, that is not enough. If you want to be perfect, there is one thing you have to do. You have to go sell all, all your possession. Yeah, I want, yeah, you can give it. Just try, please, just try. Just say what, it, what you think Jesus was saying there. This is not an exam, you know. We're just here to, yes. Pastor Kip is here. We're just here to, you know, just to discuss, yes. I'll give my try. Yes, yes, you're welcome, sir. <laughs> uh, can I read the amplified version? Yes. Uh... So verse 22 says, But when the young man heard this, he left grieving and distressed, for he owned much property and had many possessions, which he treasured more oh, than on. his relationship with God. Come on. <laughs> I want you to read that again. <laughs> so this is Matthew 19, 22, amplified. But when the young man heard this, he left grieving and distress, for he owned much property and had many possessions, which he treasured more than his relationship with God. So God knows that one thing that we're holding back or that we put before him. So it's not about the check boxes of all these things we do. It's the one thing that we don't do. That's the key f feature. Oh, come on. Okay. We're going to share the grace and go home because you just nailed it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not about, yes. Okay, sister, if you want to add to that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kip. Yeah. Um, I will add, um, <laughs> you know, 
In the scripture, Jesus said, if you love me, feed my people. Now, trying to make the man to understand what it means to love. You say you love me, you've done everything, this, that, that, thinking that he, he was perfect. Now, Jesus said, okay, if you love me, sell everything you have and feed the poor. So when you do that, I will know that you really love me because that's my heart. Take care of the poor. But unfortunately, when he said it, the man lost it. Hallelujah. Yeah, the man lost it because he valued what he had more than Jesus, above Jesus. He couldn't part away with, oh, how can you say I should let go of all these investments, of all these things? You know, as I was just reading it, the word treasure came out. The word treasure. And that was one thing um, Pastor Kip pointed out to us in, King, um, in Amplified Version. Um, I'm going to read that again. Jesus answered him, if you wish to be perfect, that is, have spiritual maturity, that accomplish godly character with no, with no moral or ethnical deficits, Go and sell what you have and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me, and walking the same path of life as I have walked. So Jesus was actually pointing to him that, where, where is your heart position? Where is your heart? What do you value more? It is not about I do this, I do that. It is in what you actually did not do. Put in your heart value. Where, what, where is your treasure? What do you value more? You know, what can you give for this relationship you have with Jesus? What can you give? Hallelujah. And you know, the, 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 the man was actually so much about what he has. And he's like, oh, I have this. And with what I have, I can easily come to church. I can easily. So he's like, he's so satisfied where he is that there is nothing like leaving his comfort zone. He just wants to serve Jesus with his own you know, rules, based on his own rules, based on his own ways. He's so satisfied where he is. Hallelujah. Today we're looking at church membership and discipleship. Hallelujah. Church membership and discipleship. That scripture says, when the young man had this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. I want us to look at this very well. It wasn't, even a, it, it wasn't even about what Jesus was trying to put about, that he felt sad about. It was about what he has. What he feels that, ah, this is what I've been keeping. This is my treasure. And you, want to, you say, I should go and sell it. I should let go of it. I will now follow you without nothing. And that has been, you know, some of our thoughts in the church that when Jesus said, follow me, he's saying, you don't, you don't have anything. 
So when you follow Jesus, you follow him. You don't have anything. But it is the other way. Because when you follow Jesus, that is when you have everything. That is when you have everything. Because he's the creator of everything. Hallelujah. He's the one that knows everything. And is the creator of everything. Amen. Amen. I just want to quickly read some of the comments from YouTube. Um, somebody said, yeah, Jesus is asking him to let go of the most valuable thing to him and surrender his life to him. Another person said, Jesus wanted the man to get rid of worldly wealth and follow him for spiritual wealth. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Um, this one says, Jesus is saying, remove all idols. Yes. What are the things that you place above Jesus? Those are idols that you place above Jesus. Another one says, Jesus was trying to see where his heart is. Where his heart is. For where, wow. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Matthew 6, 21 is actually part of um, the scripture I'm going to give. Matthew 6, 21. You know, the man's treasure was in what he has, what he has accumulated, what he has put together. His treasure was not in Christ. As much as, yes, he is following the commandments, he knows Jesus, his heart was not with Jesus. His heart was in what he has. His treasure, what he feels his treasure has. But in that Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 21, I want somebody to open to Matthew 6.21. Let's look at what Jesus was saying there. Okay, just let me quickly open Matthew 6.21. If you have it, you can read for me, please. Anybody? Okay. It says, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vain do not destroy and where thieves do not know. That's not what I want to. Oh, sorry. 20, 21, okay. Yes, that's where I want to read. Okay, I'm correct, yeah. Oh, 21, for where your treasure is. Okay, I'm actually reading 20. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So the question is, where is your treasure? So Jesus was pointing out here that the difference between a church member, a good church member, the guy was a good church member, and a disciple is the case of the heart. Where is your treasure? Where is your treasure? Where is your priority? You know, what are you putting above God? Like somebody said, hiders. What are, you, what, are, what are the things that are taking away your focus from God? That would be the difference between um, a good church member and a disciple. Because when we started, we said a disciple is a committed follower of Jesus. Even in the days that you don't have, 
your treasure is Jesus. The days that you have, it doesn't matter what you have. Your treasure is Jesus. Your focus is Jesus. Hallelujah. You can see the difference. The difference is in the heart's position. The difference is in what they treasure. What is their priority? What are they running after? That is the difference. What are they running after? I want us to um, look at that Luke 9, then we go into the introduction. Luke 9, verse 23 to 26. Then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Can you see the word follow me? We talked about that last week. And pastor explained to us what deny yourself means. That is, what do you place your allegiance on? Taking up your cross, your commitment, and follow me. Focusing on Jesus. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Hallelujah. We save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and lose your soul or fortify the very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them. And when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of his angel. Hallelujah. Here the scripture is telling us who a disciple is. Somebody that does not, is not ashamed of Christ. He's not ashamed to stand outside and say, this is what I believe. He's not ashamed to say, I belong to Jesus. He's not ashamed to say it anywhere, to act it. Hallelujah. So let's look at the introduction. I want somebody to read the introduction, then we go more to the difference between church member and discipleship, uh, disciples. And uh, as we go through this, I want us to check ourselves because um, as I was doing this, I was just checking myself that it's very, very easy to lose focus. <laughs> Brethren, it's very easy to lose the focus on Christ. When things come, look at that guy. I, I believe that guy we read about will have thought that I got it. You know, <laughs> we are the ones following Jesus. Come on. We are the ones doing what he wants us to do, we are the one following him. But the master said, no, you did not get it. There is more. So, um, Brother David, can you? One of the challenges of today's Christianity is that it's shallow and hardly makes much difference in people's life. <clears throat> Many surveys that yeah. measures moral values sadly reveals that Christians hardly perform better than unbelievers in most surveys. Whether they look at the issue of attitude towards sexual purity, cohabiting, commitment to marriage, or mm. integrity, many of these surveys reveal that Christians don't do much better mm. than their unbelieving counterparts. Why is this so? I believe it is because the church has abandoned its primary mission of making disciples and has replaced it with the easier job of making good members. Yeah. We must counter our culture's gospel of cosmerism with the true gospel that produces disciples. Okay, I want us to pause there. I want us to pause there. You know, um, 
this introduction says, when you read it, it says, there is no difference between a Christian and the one that is not a Christian. You can't even know the difference. Even surveys prove it, that a Christian and an unbeliever, they believe the same thing. There is no difference. Is it about sexual purity? It's still the same view. Is it about cohabiting? It's still the same view. Commitment to marriage is still the same view. So, why is this so? Let's answer the question then before we go. Why do you think it's, it's the same? Why do you think there are no difference, no notable difference between the Christians and the unbelievers? We are not even going to, you know, disciples now. So, let's just talk. Why do you think there is no difference? Anybody? People on the line? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. Hello. Yes. So one reason I think there is no difference is because of this uh, issue of cancel culture, primarily. Um, people want to belong, and they don't want to uh, be seen as awkward. Hmm. You know, um, they don't want to be like a separate entity from what everybody else is doing. So that is why you see there's a lot of pressure to accept the common trend. You know, and that is one. Okay. Thank you. People don't want to be different. Uh, yeah, another person. Yeah, people don't want to be different. But is that the call that God is calling us, that Jesus called the disciples to? Yes, sister. Um, another thing I, I, I believe is um, taking the grace of God for granted. You know, since... Um, you know, you're a believer, the grace of God is there. We just live anyhow thinking that uh, God, God understands. He's a merciful father. You know, instead of being, you know, instead of, instead of tackling it and doing what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. we just live our lives normal, believing that uh, the grace covers us. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> living our life normal. Believing that the grace covers us. We don't want to be different. People on the line, you can add your own um, point to that. Any other person? Why do you think? Yeah, my sister at the back. Oh, okay, there's another hand here. When you come back, yeah. Why do you think that there is no difference? Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really that sure. I think it may be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that some people are just not as bold uh, when it comes to the things of Christ, um, and they may feel like some of the things that are in the Bible or like some of the commandments or, um, I, I guess, principles that we're supposed to stand on are outdated. Oh, yeah. The commandments are outdated. That's another point. Some people believe that it is not for this time. Um, they don't understand the season, we, uh, the time we are in. We are in this technology age. In those, age, those, those ones are old age or, uh, you know, whatever is in quotes. That you put it, there's a sister. She wants to answer. And um, what Christ is saying, it's for the people of the whole, not now. Yes. For me, I think that it would be, can you repeat the question for that? Why do you think that there is no difference between the Christians and the unbelievers? Yeah. Because Christians can believe what they want to believe that's in the Bible. Yes. And it could be true, but unless you take action, you'd be 
like everybody else. Whatever you have in your mind won't mean anything unless yeah. you do something about it and you do follow, like, physically and doing everything right. But if you just think and you just tell people um, what's right and whatever, but you don't do it yourself, then there's no point of even preaching. Yeah. You're right. You're right, my sister. You're very right. Yes, because most times we hear it, we don't do it. What we hear, we don't do. And sometimes when you get, when you get to where you're supposed to show it, to show what you have learned, because of the peer pressure, people around, people saying things, you tend to keep quiet. I believe when, that, when Jesus was talking to that, that man and says, Go sell everything and follow me. Jesus was saying that to him, that look, you have to follow me with everything. Focus on me. Because you will hear every other noise. But let your focus be on me. Hallelujah. Let your focus be on me. You want to say something? Oh, Josh. Okay. And one other thing that I, I believe is, is that most times, we, we profess it, like she said, but we don't do it. We don't do it. We come to Bible study. We learn all these things. As we're going, we drop it. We don't do it. The Bible says in the book of James that we're not just, we should not just be hearers of the word, but we should be doers of the word. When it comes to, you know, you are not just a Christian in church. You are a Christian. You know, that is your lifestyle. Even we've been, we've been taught that we are disciples. The, the disciple, is, his lifestyle is the lifestyle of Christ. So even if you are an accountant, you are a disciple. You live that life. That is your lifestyle. So wherever you go, as you're going, you are proclaiming the gospel of Christ. As an accountant, as a medical doctor, as, there is no difference between you, an accountant, and you, a believer. Because that is who you are. You are a believer first. You are a disciple first. And you show forth, you know, the glory of God in what you do. So if there is any, any time that there is conflict between who you are as a disciple... And who you are as your profession, you need to check yourself. Are you still, is Jesus still your treasure? Are you still looking to Jesus? Is Jesus still your treasure? I want to um, check um, our YouTube. Okay. Somebody wrote here, yeah, the world is influencing the church instead of the church influencing the world. You know. Um, another person said, I believe believers get influenced by the society. Hallelujah. But let's go back to who is a disciple. A disciple is somebody that is committed. I don't want us to lose that word, committed to following Christ. Because the moment we lose that word, committed, we become an ordinary church member. Because we lose the focus we lose the focus. So anywhere we stand, for us not to get, to go to that um, way of the world, anywhere we stand, we need to show forth 
Christ. We need to show Jesus. Hallelujah. I want somebody else to read the next paragraph. Any other person? Thank you. Yeah, there's a hand here. Thank you. Christianity is not a fan club. Mm. Jesus does not want cheerleaders or groupies. Mm -hmm. Following Christ is not about t-shirts, slogan, or hashtags. Jesus calls us to be children of his father. He calls us to abandon the life of the self and become his disciples. Unfortunately, many churches today are content with producing good church members, whereas we are commanded to make growing disciples. Thank you so much. Um, a Christian is not a fan club. <laughs> Does anybody understand that? Yeah. A Christian is not a fan club. What, what do you think by that statement? Christianity, oh, sorry, Christianity is not a fan club. I want you to give it to my brother at the back. What do you understand by that, sir? Yeah. You won the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Um, Christianity not being a fan club has to do with the point that, you know, we are exceptional. Mm. The way we live our lives is not like the world. You know, fan clubs has to do with the way the world, um, you know, from cliches and clubs and hangouts. So, Although we do come together, but it's not as the world does. That's my own understanding. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's look at the word um, fan club. You know, when you are in a fan club, you can choose not to be in that club anymore. Am I right? You can choose to go and come. If they win, you support them. If they don't win, you go. Am I right? Am I right? But when you are in Christ, it is not about being in a club. You are committed to his ways. You are committed to his teachings. You are committed to um, the way he wants, the, the word of God. Pastor B is raising up her hand, please. Yeah, thank you. Another thing about being a fan club is you don't have to be participating in, for example, a sport. There are many people that love wrestling. They don't necessarily have to participate in the, in the wrestling, but they are just enjoying their hero. Their, mm. So they are a fan of the game, but they are not actively involved. So Christianity involves you being part. There's a commitment. That's the word we've been talking about. Yes. You are also part of this. And another thing about fan club is there's just one person, you know, everybody's looking, celebrating, but... With Jesus Christ, yes, is our example, but we are also so part, of part of him. Like, yes. he wants us to be like him. Yes. In, in the world, the celebrities, they want to be the one everybody's looking up to. But yeah. I think participation is the key word I want right. to stress. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Pastor B. Yeah. Um, I, w I just want to read quickly what somebody wrote on YouTube. It says, um, I believe it is not, I believe it is also because many think they are Christians, but they aren't really saved to begin with. 
Okay. Another person wrote, unfortunately, a lot of our Christian leaders are missing seriously. So diluted messages are being preached right from the altar, which is derailing the today's believers. Do we agree with that? The real truth, the real truth of the word is not being preached. And that, that is what it, um, was written here. Unfortunately, many churches today are content with producing. It's just good members. We are content with. You know, that example we read in Matthew 19, Jesus was so direct, like, okay, you want to know more? This is it. But most, most I would say some, because we have good preachers, like our pastor. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor Jide, thank you for all you do for us. Yes. You know, there was even, somebody was saying recently, I guess it was pastor that they were advertising um, their church. There was a particular city advertising and they say, one Hawaiian church or 60 minute church. 60 minute church. I wonder what they're going to teach. There is no solid teaching. No solid foundational teaching about disciples. And, you know, when I was going through this, I was just asking myself, um, when I gave my life to Christ, did anybody really taught me really in depth, you know, what a disciple is? Hallelujah. Like what we are being taught today. Hallelujah. Did anybody really explain to you you are called to be a disciple. You know, we have discipleship class, you have, but this is actually more deeper. A call that, look, you are not called to come and sit down and warm the bench. You are called to follow. You have a purpose in Christ. And as you're called to follow, your focus, your priority is Christ. Hallelujah. Your priority is Christ. I want us to move a little, you know, so the church is also part of it, if I can say. Um, somebody said Christianity is not a fan club, means not just being a fan or loving the ideas, but living it. That's the difference between a fan versus being a follower. Hallelujah. A follower goes all the way, all the way. You want to do, you want to be like you want to look like Jesus. And you know here, we said it's, it's not just about T-shirt, hashtag, you know. Um, some people say hashtag Jesus is Lord, hashtag whatever. It's, it's, it's more than hashtag. Amen. It's more than hashtag. If it was hashtag, the disciples, you know, I was reading Acts, is it Acts um, 4 or 5, um, that they went to preach and they were, they were taken and they were beaten. Hallelujah. They were beaten and they told them, look, we don't want you to talk about Jesus anymore. These are disciples and they were bleeding. I don't know if today's believers can go through that. They were bleeding and they said, look, we don't want you guys to talk about Jesus anymore. And the Bible says, and they went to their own, sorry about that. They went to their own company and they lift up their holy hands and they were rejoicing that we can go through this for Christ. And they said, we, it's not about this beating. We are not going to stop preaching the message. And the Bible says from that day, the message grew. 
They were able to take, go through anything. They were able to stand. Look at, when you look at the stories, the Bible stories, and uh, the way most of these disciples, you know, the early disciples died. They died. Some of them were nailed. Some of them were stoned to death. And they were still confessing Jesus Christ. I don't think, I don't think we are taught that way. That even to death, Jesus is Lord. Even to death, Jesus is Lord. A church member will just, eh, death care. <laughs> I'm gone. It's not, we can't, I can't die for Jesus. <laughs> ah, and it's, you know, I, I, I served in the northern part of Nigeria. And when I, when I sat there, I realized Christianity was not a joke. You are, it's either you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. I tell you, it's either you are a Christian or you are not. Even till now, you, we still hear news that even um, Muslims, they go, they go kill Christians. And you still see Christians standing and saying, I believe in Jesus. Whatever you want to do, can you die for Christ? That is to the extent of what Jesus is calling us to. Amen. That is that, to that extent. But we need to get it right from the beginning. We need to focus from the beginning. We need to get it right from the beginning. I want us to look at um, some, you know, how we can define a good church member. I've asked some of these questions. Okay, let me just go to the YouTube page. Okay, let me just read some of the YouTube page. Um, somebody said, it is an army. We are soldiers, not cheerleaders. Wow, we are soldiers. Soldiers, you know, um, is it not Second Timothy that Paul was writing to Timothy that you should not entangle yourself with the civilian affairs? Disciples, we are disciplined. That is, that is a call. We are called to be disciplined. We are not called to be distracted. Um, another person said, being a part of a fan club also means that you are following the idea of a person or who they portray themselves to be. You don't know them. Disciples take the time to study and truly know Christ. I love this. We take our time to study. We take our time to follow Christ. And that is what, what um, Jesus was telling that young man. Follow me. Follow me. Let me be your all in all. Hallelujah. Amen. So um, let's go. A good church member. Let's see what a good church member is, even from that scripture that we read earlier on Matthew 19, 16 to 22. Anybody can read for us? This way, thank you. You want to read? Thank you. Yeah. I just want to see. If I didn't miss any comment. Okay, Matthew twenty-two nineteen. Uh, no, just just start from a good church member. Yeah. 
the second page. Yeah, we want to see. Okay. A good church member should be defined as someone who attends church regularly, serves a ministry, gives constantly and sacrificially. I'm sorry, gives consistently and sacrificially, may even lead in some capacity of the other, leaves whenever, leave whenever you are not valued or appreciated. Amen. So those are the characteristics of a good church member. You know, a good church member, we attend church regularly. Like that guy was going to church regularly because he was obeying, you know, he, he serves in the ministry, you may be a good church member and be in the ministry. Like, okay, let me just come to Agape House of Worship. That was why I asked you earlier on, when have you been, you know, coming to Agape House of Worship? Some of you said, at this way, I guess you said six years. Somebody said 16 years and what other years? You may give, you know, sacrificially. Like, okay, let me just drop my offering. How much does the church need? And just drop the offering. And, um, but there is still more. May even lead in some capacity. But can you see from all these, all these are good. But it is not the best that Christ wants us. What from us? That is not where Christ wants us to start from. That is not where he wants us to start from. Hallelujah. Let's see a growing disciple. Somebody else? Let's see a growing disciple. So as you read it, I want you to read the scripture. We can just take it one by one, then we'll be rounding up. Um, yeah. My brother, you want to read? Yeah. A growing disciple could be defined as someone who arranges his or her life to be with Jesus, as seen in Philippians 3 verse 10. Intentionally, okay. you, you want to read that? Let's let's open the Bible and see that Philippians three ten. I want I want you to. I don't want us to lose that word arranges. That is, he's doing it purposefully. He's intentional about that. Like he he has decided that this is where I want to be with Christ. This is how I want to go. I want to follow Jesus. Philippians three ten. Philippians 3.10 reads, I want to know Christ. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. to know the power of his res- resurrection and mm-hmm. participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Amen. Thank you. But what was Paul saying there? Paul said, look, I've arranged my life to know Christ. That is who a disciple is. He has, before he enters the church and starts doing things, this is his intention. That look, I want to know Christ. I want to follow him. I want to do what he wants me to do. I want to sacrifice my life for him. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering. I want to do everything I do. Let it be about Jesus. Yes, thank you, my brother. Another person, can you give the mic to Josh? Thank you. A grown disciple could be defined as someone who intentionally pursues the character of Jesus. Yeah. Philippians 3.8 and Galatians 5.22-23. Amen. Yeah, you want to read Philippians 3.8? Thank you. Let's just read the scripture so that we will be able to see. 
Uh, Philippians 3.8. Yes, yeah. everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counted it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Amen. Amen. He said, for, for Christ's sake, I have regarded everything as dunk. That all this does not matter. All this does not matter. What matters most to me is Christ. So he intentionally pursued the character of Jesus. He intentionally pursued the character of Jesus. And that is who a growing disciple is. Somebody that is intentional about his pursuit. Even when he looks as if he's missing it, he still come back and say, no, this is, this is where I started from. This is where I want to start from. This is where I want to run from. This is the direction. I am a disciple. I want to run from this direction, which is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Which is Christ Jesus. He intentionally pursues the character of Jesus. And that Galatians 5, to 23 also talks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy. This is a character of Jesus. We intentionally pursue it. Um, the next person, any other person? I want, I want a lady now. Hello? Somebody that I've not spoken. This side. I got you. Okay, before, we, before she reads it, um, somebody, uh, let me just quickly check some comments. So somebody said, where you start really matters. Wow. According to John 8, 31, first step to become a disciple is to, is to abide in him, to remain faithful to his teaching. You have to be a disciple first to be seen as a Christian. That's very true. Where you start matter first. That was how it happened for the apostles. Thank you. Okay, let's hear you. Increasingly loves what Jesus loves. Amen. Luke 10, 25 to 37. Yeah. Somebody that increasingly, I want us to mark that word, increasingly. You don't just stop loving Jesus. You don't just stop loving what he loves. You don't just stop loving his people. You don't just stop loving the things of God. You know, somebody that increasingly loves what Jesus loved. Every day, every day, every hour is about what Jesus loved. That is who a growing disciple is. Um, are you in that scripture? Luke 10. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, why she's still looking for that scripture? I want us to take the next one. Can you read the next one? Then I will look for that scripture. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. A growing disciple could be defined as someone who is committed to the mission of Jesus because of his or her devotion to Jesus. Matthew 26, 36 uh, to 46. Yes. He's committed to Jesus, to the mission of Jesus because of his or our devotion to Jesus. You know, what is the commission? What is the great commission? I believe we're going to go there and we did that earlier on. You know, go and make disciples. 
You don't just be the disciple. You go and share what you know. You go and talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. Talk about the life of Christ. We talk about the life of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did anybody find that scripture? Luke 10. Um, okay. You have? Okay. The mic is with her. Did you get it? Did you get the scripture? Okay, thank you. Oh, he's on the screen. Luke 10. On one yeah. occasion, an expert in the law stood up to, to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Mm -hmm. How do you? Okay, let's just do more. Okay, don't worry. I'll, I'll read it. What is, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. Love your neighbor as yourself. They, they, somebody that keeps loving Christ with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his ability. That is what that scripture is talking about. Amen. So I want somebody to read... Um, the last paragraph. Brad David, you can read for us. Yes. The church no, no, they said before sorry, in conclusion. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. The sad thing is that a person can be an excellent church member mm. and yet not be a disciple. Mm. In fairness, growing disciples will automatically be good church members. True disciples will attend, serve, and give faithfully. Mm. However, those things are secondary to their life in Christ, yes. not primary. Serving, attendance, giving, etc. flow out of, of their discipleship, mm. total commitment yes. to Jesus, not their commitment to the church. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You know, a good, a good church member can do all those things, but that is not the first thing. That is not where you start from. That is part of it. But it is not where you start from. You start from being a disciple first. Then every other thing will follow. See, every other thing, the giving, you know, the leading, the, the serving will follow. But the main thing is you being committed to Christ. You being committed to Christ. And, you know, I, I, I was just thinking about this as we read the conclusion. I was just saying in my heart, Lord, um, I, I wish the church... The body of Christ, we know this. We will all know this and we'll begin to teach this. And you know what the Holy Spirit said? He said, every believer should be like the Berean Christians. You don't just wait, but you can start searching the scripture, going to the word of God. What must I do? Holy Spirit, open my eyes to it. What must I do? And you begin to read the word of God. As you read the word of God, the Holy Spirit will open you up to show you what to do. And you will begin to, to understand. And you begin to learn. And you begin to grow. Hallelujah. You begin to grow. And for the churches, I know some other churches are watching us right now. It's time we return back to the basis. Let's start teaching True disciples. Let's stop advertising what Jesus is not advertised. Jesus did not say, church in 60 minutes. <laughs> I wonder what, what you're going to teach within that time. There is, 
when you check the scripture, you will discover that Jesus always teach. I wonder how many hours he will teach them. He always teach them. He will sit them down. Oh, they don't have food. He will feed them. After feeding, he will teach. After teaching, he will heal. And those are the things I believe the people of Antioch, they saw in the disciples and they called them Christians. They saw that, oh, these ones are walking the way of Christ. They are behaving like Jesus. Is anybody seeing you at your place of work or in that store or in that office or in that hospital where you work? Is anybody seeing you and they are pointing to Jesus? It's time we should begin to ask ourselves, am I a disciple or a church member? Am I a disciple or a church member? In conclusion, the church must return to the business of making disciples. Perhaps we need to go back to the basics and consider our commitment to Christ. It is for everyone. We need to go back. Let's major in discipling and not in calling church members. Just come and don't do anything. And we don't teach them. No, that is not the way of Christ. Jesus is looking for disciples who will follow him and make him the most important part of their lives so that he is in control of every part. It is not always easy, but you can say that it is a discipline. But it is an adventure of a lifetime. Amen. It is an adventure of a lifetime. I want us to bow down our heads and talk to Jesus. Let's bow down our heads and tell him, Father, if you know that you've been acting as a church, a good church member, we can tell him, Lord, I'm sorry. I did not know. I return back to you. I return back. And if you know that you have been a good disciple, yeah, you can talk to the Father. I want to know you more. Lord Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Holy Spirit, help me to know Jesus more. Help me to follow Jesus more. Help me to follow Jesus. Help me. I don't want to be a, a fan club. I don't, I don't want to be a cheerleader. I want to be a follower. I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to be a disciple. In any way, I have loose focus. I have put my, my heart in some other things. Today, Father, I repent and I bring my heart back to you. I bring my heart back to you. You are my treasure. You are my treasure, Jesus. You are my treasure. I put you above every other thing, every other activity. I return my focus back to you, Jesus. I return my focus back to you. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father. We give you the glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's time to give. Praise the Lord. Let the disciples shout hallelujah. So don't forget the question, which one are you? Are you a church, just a good church member? Or are you a disciple? So you can bring out your offering. <laughs> Let's bring out our offering. It's time to give our offering. Offering time is always a blessing time. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can see... 
You can give your offering through AHAL app, Cash app, or Zale. Um, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's bring out our offering. Let's raise it unto the Lord. Father, we'll bless. And you can use your app. You know, we have the AHAL app that we use in giving our offering. Let me just quickly do that. Maria Kasikata Yadadabashan Dadadaba Bragedi de Brosukutu Yekedebo Brangedi de Boshantaya. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless your name. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you. Paria si katayabababa. Thank you for making us your disciple. Thank you. Palasita for opening our eyes to see that you are our treasure. We choose you. Lord, more than silver and gold, we choose you, Jesus. We choose you. Marika Labra Shanta Diakata. And so we present our offering to you. We say thank you for giving it all to us and we return it back to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you because you will bless and increase us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you if you're joining us for the first time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for my sister that said, you don't attend this church, but you joined us for Bible study. You're welcome in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we want to see you. We want to see more of you here in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, so let's listen to this announcement before we go. I hope we've been blessed. Next week, we're going to have another fabulous time in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to learn more about who we are. We are disciples. We're going to learn.